Where are you in your leadership journey? Designed to inspire and empower other ambitious individuals, the Mindful Rebel podcast series is designed to bring attention to grassroots leaders in our community and focus on where they are currently in their leadership journey. The podcast will share the advice of doers and thinkers demonstrating success in life and in their respective areas of impact. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel podcast, the podcast about journeys in leadership. In this episode, we'll talk to Dondre McGee, owner and principal stylist of Haberdash Now, a men's style and fashion consultant group. Welcome, Dondre. Hey, good evening, man. Glad to, glad to be on with you. Of course, man. This is uh, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited about all the episodes, but I'm really excited about this one to have you on here and kind of uh, talk about uh one, you know, understanding. And I don't know if I had an opportunity to share that with you, but you're you are the you know the time we shared at Bowie, um, you are the person that got me engaged and involved in leadership. So it's good to kind of ha- be able to have this kind of dialogue with you um, in general about leadership. So thank you. Oh, man, you're welcome. That's exciting. Let's get it started. <laughs> cool. So just just as we jump into it, you know, looking at Haberdash now, you know, your tagline is live dope, dress well, inspire others. Um, how do you kind of reflect that 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 tagline in the work that you do for Haberdash now? Well, you know, Sean, it's a it's a great question. Um, the way that that's reflected is just understanding that style is a lot more than just what you put on. Um, style is definitely confidence. You know, style is uh, charisma. Style is you know how you speak. Um, style is you know the way you live out your life. You know the way you live out your truth, um, and live that to the to the dopest of your ability. Um, and whatever that looks like, using that to inspire others. So the whole dressing piece or the clothing piece, that's just to kind of spark the conversation. But, you know, once you get beyond that, you start to see uh, a little more into the gent. And then, um, you know, taking it from there, whatever that looks like, you can inspire those who are around you. Hmm. So what made you take such a holistic approach to looking at what style means? Ah, man, this is a, this is a really, you're peeling back the layers, bro. (laughs) That's the point, man. (laughs) That's, that's good though. Um, a lot of people don't know that, you know, this, my, my love for fashion and style actually stemmed from a burden. Hmm. Um, I think a lot of people tend to miss like their assignments because, Assignments start with burdens, those things that really irk you, those things that really um, pain you. And a lot of people don't like pain, so they shy away from it. But, um, you know, it it like I said, it started from a burden for me because I was always as a younger, younger gent. I was a overweight kid and um, I would always get picked on. Um, But I started to look around and notice who folks were not picking on and they weren't picking on the kids who dress cool. And so I said, well, hmm, if I can put together a nice outfit, if I wear starter, if I wear new balance, you know, back in the, back when I was a kid, it was Deion Sanders, uh, <laughs> Nikes and, you know, uh, starter jackets. If I put those things on, maybe I won't get picked on. And that's exactly what happened. So I went from the kid who was being picked on, to now being the kid who was a part of the a part of the cool cool crowd, um, and that's where it all started from, man. And just understanding that, you know, you can take something ugly, something so painful, 
and and turn that thing completely around into something that can definitely um, be a blessing to you and a blessing to others. Hmm. That's real. That's that's very layered. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So so thinking. So you know, you mentioned you know this 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 growth from from a from a childhood. Um, observation that you had around style and how that kind of manifested to where it is now so so how would you or you know in thinking about style outlets you know we have tons of different style outlets you know whether it's something like gq details magazine you know there there are there are tons um and oftentimes they show us great clothing you know different ways to to make those combinations um but sometimes the price tag can be intimidating for some folks so how would you suggest that someone kind of take that step to to i guess upgrade their wardrobe or or put an emphasis on style so that it's not such because you know i know a lot of a lot of men a lot of black men who kind of shy away from that in general just because you know there is a, a financial you know some may look at it as a financial burden so what would you say to someone who who wanted to take that step but saw it from that that lens man look i don't know i don't know if you've been in my like in my journal as to like, why i started this thing but that like not only did it get started from a burden that um you know from me but just understanding that when you talk to a lot of gents and you ask them like hey you know who do you admire style wise they'll point to one or two groups of people, athletes or celebrities. Mm -hmm. And the reality is with athletes, you know, these jokers are like 6'10", 265, you know, so they're not at your everyday, you know, uh, TJ Maxx or Ross or Nordstrom's or wherever. Um, and then you got the celebrity where, you know, and they, they'll spend whatever on a T-shirt. What I do isn't for, well, I'm not going to say that because the goal is to definitely get work with professional athletes, but I wanted to make style accessible for the working man. You know, I am the, I am your working man. Like I work hard. I don't have, I'm doing well, don't get me wrong, but I don't have a ton of money to just throw out to, you know, you know, to put stuff in my closet. So I have to look, you know. And that is um, that's where I help a lot of gents out in that, you know, gents don't like to not uh, the majority of gents don't like to really put in that time and look for those pieces um, and find those bargains and find those deals. Uh, so to where they're not spending a whole bunch of money, you know, don't shop in, you know, in one one uh, one visit and spend a whole bunch of money. You know, but pick up a piece here, a piece there, so it's easy on your pocket. And then, you know, when the time comes, you can match a piece up with another piece that you got, you know, a few months back. And you're like, oh, okay, that's 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 exactly why I picked that up. I love I loved it when I saw it, but I didn't necessarily have anything for it right now. But I got something now. So, you know, you gotta you gotta be patient because you have to go and find those deals because um. You know, sure, we can anybody anybody can just walk into a, a Nordstrom's or whatever and connect with a stylist there and say, Let me get this, this, and this, but there's a price tag to that. But mm -hmm. if you take the time, you can definitely find some bargains, you know, uh, that's easy on your pocket and you can you can get fresh and then go out and have a good time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're right. 
there's a balance to that. You know, you don't want to, you know, come out looking fresh and then your pockets are completely empty um, and you're fresh sitting in the house. So, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Or, you you know, you got, you got a, you, your outfit is so expensive and you like, all I, all I got to do, all I can do now is put gas in the gas tank. Yeah. And I can get to where I'm going, but I can't really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't want that. So that made me think think a bit about a quote. You know, the quote that we always hear is that you should dress for the job that you want. Um, does that kind of play a, a role in 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 your focus for men's styling, or you know, does that play a part in that? <clears throat> um, kind of, sort of, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's only because you know now in the in the work culture now there's so many different cultures to where. You, you don't you, you don't have to wear a suit tie every day to a lot of these jobs. Um, however, that that does play a part in, you know, the way you live and the way you think, you know, you can't you can. Like I said, a lot of jobs have lax dress codes, so you don't have to wear a three piece suit to go to work, you know, every day. Um, but your thinking level does have to be raised to another, you know, another level of play. Um, and that's where the whole living dope comes in and inspiring others where, again, style is not just what you put on, but style is the way you move, you know, the way you grind, the way you hustle, um, the way you talk to people, the way you get ahead, you know, the way you vision, you know, the way you vision cast and uh, the way you lead and the way you um, the way you tap into others because you see something great in somebody else and you seek out a mentor. Like that's all a part of the, the tagline: live, don't dress well, inspire others. So um, it can, but not in its entirety. Hmm. Does that does that provide a challenge for the work that you do? <clears throat> nah, man, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, it just makes things um, a little more flexible, um, because I personally am an advocate for versatility mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, you have your your utility pieces that are definitely for work, um, but then also being able to go to the other side of your closet and the same way you can kill a three-piece suit, you know, you can dress down, throw on a, you know, a, um, a sweater and some, you know, some nice denim and some, and some, um, and some drivers and call it a day and you st you're still clean. So I, I love the, I love challenges like that. And to be able to show gents that, hey, you don't always have to be suited and booted. Hmm. Now, thinking about how you navigate with Haberdash now, does that play a role in 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 your thoughts around like male perception? And, um, you know, there are a lot of stereotypes on, on how how men dress and or men should dress. Um, does that, does the, the direction that you decided to go into, does that play a, did that play a role in that? Or were you just kind of navigating in your own, in your own lane for that? Man, it does, Sean, it does a lot. And, you know, you know, being a black male is hard. Like we already got strikes against us before we even open our mouths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, one thing that I live by is your style speaks for who you are. Um, before you even open your mouth. So when people lay their eyes on you, what are you saying? Um, and I can't remember the statistic, but I want to say it's 
before like you were judged maybe like 60 something percent based upon oh about 65 percent of what you're able to do professionally is picked up by what you have on hmm. so why not go into a situation now i'm talking corporate why not go into a situation where you already have that 65 percent in your favor all you got to do now is seal the deal by presenting yourself and verbally communicating you know your skill set and what you can do um so definitely man definitely the 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 work that i do uh helps that out because i wanna i want to i want to be able to help gents carry themselves in such a way that um they're not looked at negatively but their style speaks for themselves and it speaks something positive and it's it's the nature of the beast, man. It's not going anywhere. People say, "Oh, don't judge, don't judge," man. That's not that's not leaving anytime soon, man. So what do we do? We fight back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we strategize, and we figure out how we can how we can flip it, and um, you know, and work against it, and still be successful. And, and so, in, in your explanation a bit earlier, you 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 tapped on thinking about like self worth and style, but mm-hmm. do in your opinion, does the style and self-care kind of go hand in hand? And what does that look like for you in particular? I mean, because, you, you know, you've mentioned, like, you know, some of that societal pressure there. Um, does self-care kind of play a role in that for you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it does because it's almost like you're not going to put you're not going to put um, dirty sheets on a luxurious mattress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you want to make sure that, yes, my my outer, like my shell, is clean, but Dre, as a whole, is he is he healthy? You know, is he getting rest? Um, which is a little, little not going not so well now because I got some things going on. <laughs> um, but is he taking care of himself? You know, is he? How's his skin? Um, is he? Uh, what is he doing to come down off of his work day and off of his, you know, from his family because he has other things on his plate? Um, making sure that he gets to a spa ever so often, and you know, one of my favorite things, Sean, is getting a, um, a uh, getting a pedicure, man, getting that pedicure, that that wax put on my feet, man, that 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 calf massage, <laughs> good, man, that's self care. It is. It is. I, that's all about style. Like you gotta have that. You gotta have, you know, scents, things that um, colognes that you wear that smell good, aftershaves, uh, all of that stuff. Self care, all that stuff is is a part of style, man. Um, even on my, even on my IG page, ever so often I do um, HDN tips, which is uh, if you look up the hashtag HDNTIPS, it's Haberdash Now Tips, and it's um, it's tips just about personal style, man, stuff that we overlook. So it's not about, you know, uh, not necessarily about the type of knot that you would tie in a tie, but Hey man, did you know, um, these are some, these are some facial products that, that I would recommend, or here are some soaps or, uh, you know, here's what you can use to shine up a shoe or simple things like that, that we overlook. So yeah, man, self-care is really big when it comes to style. Mm. So, in, in th- well, you know, where you're at, what Haberdash now, now, um, what 
what are your some of your long term goals for 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 the group? What are your what are your long term goals? Man, that's that's a great question. One of my long term goals is to um is to gain some clientele within the National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. Um I the NBA is a huge platform, the biggest platform for style and fashion in the in the professional athlete world. Um and I would love to be able to work with some guys uh, within the next five years. Actually, my goal is to style an athlete entering into the NBA draft. Um, I, I watch. I'm a huge basketball fan, and I watch, you know, the games faithfully. I watch the drafts, and um, you know, I would love to work with a gent who's starting his new career. You know, granted, he's 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 a great athlete on the floor, but at the end of the day, this th- that day when you walk up on the stage, your name is called. That's when you work. That's when you walk into an office. That's when you are now walking into uh, corporate America, so to speak. Um, and I want to be able to work with some guys and uh, to get them straight because it's not just about how you put the uniform on, you know, with the with the team that you play for, but you know, can you put together? Can you put a suit on? Can you put together, uh, you know, a nice suit? Um, on game days where you got to travel or, you know, you're playing at home and you got to, you know, adhere to that dress code. Um, you know, I want to be able to give guys some assistance in doing that. Hmm. So with, you know, the, the nature of Haberdash now working with, with someone and, and, and helping them grow and develop their personal style, you, hmm. the nature of that, you are, uh, you are directly pouring into someone else. So, thinking about the work that you've done with Haberdash now, how has it personally grown you? Relationally, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really grown me relationally. Um, because there's a barrier, Sean, when it comes to uh, what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not super popular. Like, it's exposed that, you know, there are cats who have stylists, but there's still a barrier there. There's a pride barrier because typically, why would me as a grown man go to another grown man and ask him to dress me? Mm. Why would I do that? Like, mm. I'm a man. Even even a part of my service, Sean, if we were to do, if we were to do a, um, an accompany shopping session, you don't carry your bags. Like, I'm serving you that day um, or for the time that we're out. Mm-hmm. And you know, some it goes over well with other some guys. Some of the guys are like, nah, dog, I got it. Like, I'm good. <laughs> mm. um, <clears throat> but it has grown grown me relationally because um, it's a process, you know. And I credit a lot of it to wives, fiancés, and girlfriends because they're the catalyst to me getting into their guy's closet. Like, hey, you need some help? I got, I know a guy, and that's where it starts. Um, but it, it is indeed a process. And what happens is, you know, I'm teaching guys or showing guys how to put this together, how to do these colors, whatever the case may be. And then after the session is over or after our time is up, you know, a few weeks down the line or even a few days, I'm getting these guys. They sending me pictures of what they have. And I say, hey, man, you will be proud of what I did. Check this out. <laughs> and I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about, man. I'm proud of you, man. Keep up the good work, man. Don't ever hesitate to call if you got a question. And um, so it's definitely built 
uh, grown me relationally, but then also um, break down that whole pride barrier deal that we naturally have as men. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so with that, you know, again, you know, still tapping on this whole idea of you pouring into others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've kind of talked about how it's affected you, but what do you do? You know, are there what type of resources or anything that you use that kind of help keep you sharp so that your interactions with others um, are at its are at its best? Um, this is and this is this has nothing to do with styling, mm -hmm. and this is where the leadership piece comes in. Mm -hmm. But it's just knowing how to how to how to build relationships, how to connect with people. Um, because people have to buy into you. And, um, you know, I, I read a lot of books. Um, I'm a huge Jim Collins fan. I'm a huge Patrick Lencioni fan. Um, Andy Stanley. Uh, a lot of people, man. My, my pastor, Keith Battle, Zion Church. Um, because we're in the business of people. And you have to know how to connect with people. You have to learn. You have to. You have to be emotionally intelligent, which is something big. And I know a lot of corporations start to um, incorporate into like their trainings. It's how how emotionally intelligent are you? Like how are you able to read, you know, somebody else's emotions, and then you have to curtail your emotions to in order to respond to them. Like I have to be aware of that. So if I know a gent is stand offish because he really doesn't believe in my service because you know his fiance set him up and he really don't want to do it anyway i gotta i i can't take that personal i gotta learn how to respond to that um and still be inviting and not uh not aggressive so that so there's no it's not it's not me versus you but it's you and i versus the task at hand and we just got to get you we just got to get you and your groomsmen looking clean for your wedding day because your wife ain't finna cuss me out, and I definitely don't want her cussing you out. Um, so yeah, man, just learning how to connect with people. Um, because I, I naturally, man, I love people. I love. I'm, I'm just a people person, man, at, at the core. Um, so that would be one of the things that, that I really have to, uh, kind of tighten up on and make sure I'm sharp. You know, aside from styling, because it definitely helps. Just make sure I'm connecting with people well. And I mean, you touched on a major piece, you know, with this whole idea of emotional intelligence and, and, and how to kind of interact and read others, you know, their, their emotions, their body language, all those kind of things and what that looks like. So it, it's it, it's great that that's something that you're always cognizant of. Um, has that been a challenge for you in any way? Um, you know, you, you talked about like this whole idea of seeing how people buy into your services and 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 also you kind of you kind of you scraped up on a whole idea of like you know masculinity and what that that whole pride the pride of man kind of looks like has that been an issue with you because you know you're you're human too so how how has that been something you've had to check or has that just been something that's been natural for you to kind of like put aside so we can handle like you said the task at hand yeah um it's really weird man well it's not weird but I've never been one to dwell on problems. Um, I've always looked at challenges as, okay, let's identify it. Now we gotta, we gotta see how we can overcome it, get around it, um, knock down the barrier, if you will. So, you know, if a guy 
if a if a gent who I'm working with, you know, is not not really for me carrying his bags while we, while we're doing the company shopping session, I'm good with that. I'm not gonna take that personal um, because it's not about me. You know what I mean? It's not about me. Um, his response to my gesture, it's not personal. It's just his preference, and I'm good with that. Um, and that's also that's also with uh, some of the things that I suggest. You know, I may put together an outfit that a gen is like, mm, Dre, I don't like that. And I've, I've learned to become okay with that. I've learned to look at those as challenges because now not only do I have to use my expertise, but I have to use my expertise and fit that into an area of comfort for you. Mm. Because you have to, not only do you have to wear the clothes, but you got to own them. And I've seen people wearing clothes and I think they look amazing. But because they don't own the look, they're not comfortable. And because they're not comfortable, it's just not a good look, period. So um, just being able to set that aside and understand that, hey, my like my my client, like you're the priority. Um, I'm not I'm not in business to force, you know, things down people's throat. If it doesn't work for you, then that's cool. We'll find a way. We'll find a workaround. But um, just being able to kind of put that stuff aside and work through it. And that that definitely kind of strengthens me in that um, I'm able to learn from that client. So if another client like that comes along, I can use that as a, uh, you know, as a reference point. Hmm. That's a, that, you know, there's a selflessness in that. And that's that's good that that you're able to focus particularly on on the task at hand. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a um, <laughs> there was a guy. I did a wedding not too long or a few years ago, and um, it was that was a tough one. And that was like I want to say that was maybe like my first or maybe my second wedding. And um, and the guy was literally like, "Man, I don't even know why you here." Wow. He was like, "I don't want this. My fiance set this up. So I mean, I could do this myself." And I was like, "Okay." Well, uh, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to need for you and your fiance, y'all got to get on one page. Because obviously she believes that, you know, she wants me on board, a part of the team. If you don't, I'm totally cool with that. We can stop right here and part ways. But it is in your best interest with all the things you got going on, especially trying to plan a wedding. That stuff is a lot. It's a lot of stress. This is one less thing you have to worry about. So, talk to your fiance. Y'all figure that out. I can. I'll be glad to take this off your plate. But if you want to take it head on, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm open for questions. Um, we're still willing to work with him, but kind of like at a distance. Um, but gave him that autonomy, and that's the biggest thing. At the end of the day, like you're old, you're due your autonomy as an adult. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it ended up, he came back, he was like, man, you know what? My bad, man, I was tripping, man. I, this is all new to me. I really don't know. I ain't never done nothing like this before. <laughs> so, um, you know, I apologize. And then we got the job done, man. Got him off. Um, he and his fiance married, and we was good to go. Him and his groom. Man. Okay. Well, with that, we're going we're gonna to transition into our rapid-fire questions as we start to kind of wrap up. Cool. Um. So yeah, so what's your favorite piece of clothing that you have now? 
that I have now, mm. favorite piece of clothing that I have now, favorite piece of clothing that I have now. Um, so, uh, believe it or not, man, um, the majority of clothes I wear are like dress clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I have a, I have a few pairs of Jordans that I just cannot wait to wear on the weekend. <laughs> like seriously, man. And it's so funny, man. Cause people will see me in like sneakers and, you know, distressed jeans or a hoodie or something like that. And they're like, wait a minute, you own that stuff? And I'm like, yeah, man, what you think? I sleep in Ferragamo's and slap. <laughs> like, nah, I, I'm, I'm a dude. Like, I got some jeans. I got some denim. So, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a sneaker guy. Okay. Uh, what's one of your favorite childhood memories? Uh, favorite childhood memory. Mm. Favorite childhood memory. <laughs> so, I, um, <laughs> my, uh, I had an uncle who was in the military and he was stationed in, um, in Hawaii. And, um, he would, when he came home, he would bring stuff back, uh, like all kind of stuff, man, like Nike sweatsuit and all kind of stuff. So my favorite memory was, or is he brought me back this Nike sweatsuit and it had my, it had my name, uh, it had my name on the chest. And, um, I wore that man. And I was in this dance contest and um, I was in the dance contest, and my, my signature move was the running man into a split. Running man into a split. I would do that. And I actually won that dance contest with my sweatsuit doing the running man in a split to, like, Belle Biv DeVoe or something crazy like that. <laughs> it was wild. Man. It was wild. <laughs> do you prefer reading books or watching movies? God, that's tough, man. Yeah. I'm... So... Suspense thrillers, I'm all in front of the tube. I'm I'm at the movies. I'm in my basement. Um, but when it comes to like strategy, self help, organization development, give me a book. Gotcha. Okay. So is there a book that you would turn into a movie if you could? Oh boy, a book that I could turn into a movie. Um, you know what's wild? This may seem crazy. But um, so I got my master's in organizational development, mm-hmm. and uh, while I was in school getting that getting that master's degree, um, Walking Dead I want to say Walking Dead was, I mean Walking Dead is still heavy, but I just got into Walking Dead, and I was like, yo, this is nothing but organizational development principles right here. Listen. I, I thought I was. I thought the same way. I said, "Walking Dead" could be like a, le- a whole leadership organizational development class. That's all. all- yeah. Group dynamics. I mean, like it's it's so crazy. Man. I was like, "Yo, I gotta be a nerd. I gotta be." <laughs> it, it's an absolute whole case study. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that that's it, man. I mean, that's that's what it is right there. The whole a whole organizational development. Um, curriculum is in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh man, I thought I was the only one that's like I've I been watching it. Like I see it, I see it, and I was wondering if I was the only one that saw it. But not nah, man, yeah. that's terrible though. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't feel that's crazy no more though. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
So as we wrap up, you know, the last question um, is, what, what would you like to be known for at the end of the day? What would I like to be known for at the end of the day? Um, hmm. I would like to be known for uh, taking something ugly, something that oftentimes is traumatizing, um, taking something that really torments people, um, even to today, bullying is a, is a, a big, is a loaded topic now. Um, I would like to be remembered as, or looked at as, you know, the cat who took that, flipped it, um, and now made it profitable. Um, and it's making it profitable, not just, um, in terms of being lucrative, but <clears throat> profitable for others, like, you know, relationally, um, building confidence, um, allow, you know, pouring into gents so that they are becoming self-sufficient in the, in the area of style. Like, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be known for. Um, and the guy who just had a, a joy and a love for, for this thing, man, mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, Dondre, thank you so much. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. This was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, to learn more about Dondre and the services offered through Haberdash Now, go to haberdashnow.com or follow Haberdash Now on Instagram. Uh, more information will also be posted along with the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Mind Forable podcast. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Stay connected on your leadership journey with the Mindful Rebel podcast by visiting themindfulrebel.co, following the show on Instagram at Mindful Rebel Podcast, and subscribing to the Mindful Rebel on the iTunes podcast app. Remember, the podcast is for you, so if you have questions about leadership that you want to hear discussed or you're interested in contributing to the show, feel free to share at themindfulrebel.co.